It's time to tighten up those lineups. Waiver Wire Monday and the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast is back to make sure you're dominating your fantasy hockey leagues. The top news from around the league, Connor McDavid back, and of course, Monday's Big Time Bets. Thank you for joining us for the Monday episode. Let's tap in and let's get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. We're in full gear for the fantasy hockey season, and that's why you're tuned in, tapped into your source for fantasy hockey news and daily degenerate gambling breakdowns, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And I am joined, as always, by my distinguished co-host, Mr. Steel Roden. And on this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday. Stealing here, breaking down all of the top news that you need. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Steel, weekends are always busy for us. Mondays are important. You can't ever mm-hmm. overlook the importance of, and however your waiver wire breaks down, bidding. Do you have a, uh, you might have a ranking. It might be week to week. You might have only a certain amount of moves waiver wire wise. This week, Steel, I got outbid my keeper league. I got outbid on both players I was going for by $1 on both players. I was going for Oliver Bjorkstrand and I was going for that Poitras kid in Boston and I got outbid by a dollar on each. So waiver wire is important. We're going to break down our top targets. We're going to break down Monday's bets. But let's start, Steel, with some important injury news. Thomas Shabbat, four to six weeks. We'll get yep. there. But very quickly, Connor McDavid is back. This is clearly a situation in Edmonton that I have been very close to for betting reasons, but all fantasy <laughs> owners out there are close to for a number of obvious yep. reasons. This Edmonton Oilers team has looked very, very bad. I just said to you off air, there's so much rumblings coming out of Edmonton. Most of it's chatter, but I've been very clear that Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid are not going to stick around for much longer in Edmonton. I, Connor, look, contract situations aside, Steel, they're not going to put up with this losing. So let me turn it over to you. He's back against the Flames on Sunday. A couple of poor performances again from the Oilers over the last yep. number of days. Very quickly, what's your take on what's happening continuously here in Edmonton? And then we can talk very quickly about Thomas Shabbat. Well, this is a big game for both the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames, two teams that Mm. are just in an absolute slump right now. So maybe this could be a turning point for one of these organizations against, you know, a big game against a rival. So if one Mm. of these teams can come out hot and get a big win against the other and kind of just get this, uh, you know, kind of, turn the ship around like I was saying a couple episodes ago get in the right direction from where they have started this first month of October because it's been an absolute brutal show uh showing from both of these clubs right now in Alberta uh, but for Connor McDavid it, it, I'm very excited for him to get back you know he's yeah. been on he's been on the IR for the last week for all fantasy teams I have him on one of my fantasy teams I'm getting yeah. absolute absolutely destroyed in both of our casual and competitive league right now i'm losing nine to one Mm. and then zero to eleven 
So Whoa. I'm getting absolutely destroyed this week. I need Connor McDavid back in my lineup very, very quickly. Um, Respect. But yeah, this is, uh, like you said, these are some of the best players, if not the best mm. two players in the league right now. And and if Edmonton can't correct this properly and and kind of get them in a comfortable position moving forward, McDavid and Dryside aren't going to stay here for the for their entire career. Edmonton loses 7-4 to Edmonton and then get blanked 3-0 by the Rangers in the follow-up game, 1-5-1 and to start the season. And we can't stress enough on this show, Steele. You and I have to give takes on every single team and every single situation. But you can't help but feel that this Edmonton Oilers situation, if they don't right the ship in a very, very fast manner, Things are going to get out of hand at Edmonton. And I'm not saying Connor McDavid's starting to demand trades. But like you just said, these two players in Drysdale and McDavid are far too good to be dealing with this kind of mediocrity for this long. Anyhow, very quickly, Thomas Shabbat, Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators, to me, have been a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde situation steal. One (laughs) night they look really good. The other night they're getting dusted and... Man, I really like the makeup of this top six, top nine forward group. I really like it a lot. Ridley Gregg is looking pretty good. Matthew Joseph is looking solid. Claude Giroux, the balance is nice up front. But here we go with Senators Shabbat, four to six weeks with a fractured hand. The clear weakness on this team is the blue line. Zub is also hurt. I think, was it Branstrom got knocked out of the game the other day? That was a scary play. So now all of a sudden... The weakness of this team is going to be very much put under the microscope. Hit me with your take on the Ottawa Senators, a team that you and I, it makes me hot under the collar, but hit me <laughs> with your take here on this one because when they're on their game, they can score goals. Well, I think you can draw comparisons to the Ottawa Senators from the Edmonton Oilers, maybe not to the extent of how bad the Oilers have been, but they have okay. not. The Senators have not been getting great goaltending either from Anton mm. Forsberg and Jonas Corposalo. Okay. So there's that. There's that perspective to take in mind as well when you, we talk about the Ottawa Senators. They've got a great, uh, a great forward group in the top six. Obviously, mm. uh, some young guys in Joseph and, and Ridley Gregg on, you know, on the third line as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, with these injuries, though, to the Ottawa Senators, it reminds you a lot of what the how the Edmonton Oilers are struggling on the blue line as well. They're not getting it from Darnell Nurse. They're not getting it from Matthias Ekholm. They're not getting it from Evan Bouchard defensively, that is. He's getting it uh, offensively. But now with these injuries to Ottawa, they're without mm-hmm. Thomas Shabbat. They're without Artem Zub. They're without Eric Branstrom. Yeah. It's hurting their blue line right now. And obviously losing Thomas Shabbat for the next four to six weeks puts a lot of more pressure on uh, Jacob Chikrin, who also struggles from injury, so you don't want to over overextend him on the ice point. and putting him on the. Uh, you know, he's looked good though. He has looked good. He's mm-hmm. uh, Jake Sanderson's looked great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jacob Chikrin's looked fantastic out there, but yep. you just don't want to put too much stress on uh, on Jacob Chikrin, another guy who has struggled with injuries. Most perhaps intriguingly is Shabbat leads this team in ice time per game yep. at twenty four plus minutes a night. It's one of those injuries that, yeah, you know, I think he, so what did he have? Three assists in seven games so far this season. Three assists, he had seven games. He's an important fantasy asset, of course, but just to the success of this uh, Ottawa team steal, this is a tough one for them to bounce back from. I think they will be able to hang in there just because of the balance that I talked about in that top six. Mm -hmm. 
Let's see what happens, though. And very quickly, you know what? Let's drop. Uh, let me drop my top waiver wire target right now before the break, if you're OK with that. Yeah, because I think there's a couple of players that you and I are going to have a nice conversation about. And let me start with Philip Ronek. There's a lot of players steal on today's episode that I think you and I can stand by our takes that have been players that we are high on. Philip Ronek might not exactly be filling out all of those peripherals as much as you'd like, but he's got seven assists, plus nine, eight penalty minutes, 16 shots. And over the last five games, he's got points in four out of five, five assists. This is a player on the Vancouver Canucks deal that doesn't get nearly enough credit. And yeah, okay, one hit each game, one block each game. You want to see more. But the fact that he is getting it done right now at both ends of the ice effectively, he is a player that I need to take a look at. And the Vancouver Canucks, by the by, not looking too bad right now. Casey DeSmith and Thatcher Demko getting it done in a big way. And I think also it has a piece to do with Quinn Hughes. Tyler Myers is looking really good, turning back the clock. And Philip Ronek, all of a sudden, the Vancouver Canucks have a couple of good D-men on their hands. Yeah, and and this is, we know that this Vancouver Canucks team is an offensive, offensive capable team. You know, Andre Kuzmenso, JT Miller, Elias Pettersson. And when you have yes. two defensemen in Quinn Hughes and Philip Ronek who can be yeah. playmakers and pass the puck and mm-hmm. have those guys who they can actually finish as well. I know it was a big struggle in Detroit for a long time. It was only pretty much D- uh, Dylan Larkin out there who could do anything. And that kind of what hindered maybe Philip Ronek's career. But now that he's in Vancouver and you've got these mm. other weapons that he can use, pass the puck up to and even get secondary assists, it's been great so far for Philip Ronek. 48% owned on Yahoo Steel. I just wanted to mention yeah. 54 on ESPN. The Canucks play three times this week, Preds, Sharks, and Stars. And yeah, the Stars are stingy, but the Preds and Sharks allowing a lot of goals. So I like this week for Philip Ronek coming off a very good weekend as well. We're coming off a very good week, and you can continue to check us out Monday through Friday. Make sure you tap into the pod. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. If you've ever had a frustrating ticket-buying experience, you never need to do that again. You need to be getting the Game Time app. Anytime you need a ticket to your favorite event, concerts, shows, stand-up comedy, sporting events, It has you covered on the Game Time app. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of an event near you. And views from your seat from the venue. Game Time is the app that Steele and I love using. I just bought some tickets for my friend out west. Going to see the Flames and Canucks steal. That's one of those games that you probably would have been at if you were still out west. But you need to be checking out the Game Time app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. Mm -hmm. And Flip, Waiver Wire Targets, one of the best uh, episodes that we can provide every single week on Monday, just helping everybody out there. Again, the Waiver Wire is your friend. And mm. we got the we got the same player on uh, on our waiver wire targets for this week, and that nice. is Ryan Strom 
of the Anaheim yeah. Ducks. Dual right. eligibility, left wing, right wing position. Mm. But it's been unbelievable uh, what Ryan Stroman, some of these Ducks players are doing. You know, originally I wanted to talk about Frank Vetrano. He has two hat tricks mm. already on the season. He's tied for second yeah. in goals. He has yeah. 29 shots, 12 blocks, 16 hits. But I can't talk about him because his ownership has been skyrocketing the last week. 63% on Yahoo, 71% on ESPN. If he's out there, go and get him. But that's why I want to talk about his teammate and line mate, Ryan Strom, who's only owned at 12% right now. Yeah. Two goals, 10 points total on the season. Mm-hmm. He is on a four-game point streak right now. Seven points mm-hmm. in those four games. 14 shots, five, six. Uh, uh, five blocks, six hits. So not as high as uh, Frank Fratrano's peripheral stats mm-hmm. right now, but because they're playing together on that second line, they're feeding off of each other's, uh, you know, production right now. Mm-hmm. So it's really good start in those categories. He's a very sneaky player flip. You know, you don't really he see is. his game coming up until it just kind of like pops it. up one day. Mm-hmm. And even just over looking at his stats over the last four years, last four mm-hmm. years, uh, finishing between 40 to 60 points. So very consistent in that range mm-hmm. uh, is where he's, where he's comfortable at. And again, getting some real nice chemistry on that second line with Vetrano and uh, Mason McTavish right now. So Anaheim Ducks playing some good hockey. They got mm-hmm. three games this upcoming week, Penguins, Coyotes, and Golden Knights. So, Golden Knights will be a tougher matchup, but the way the Coyotes and Penguins are playing, or the Penguins are kind of lopsided, Coyotes are in lopsided scoring games as well. So those yep. two could be very advantageous. He also can be a very chippy player at times. Yeah. Too. When we look this up, you know, the penalty minutes 79, 69, 39 the year before. This is a player that can mix it up. He's not obviously been doing it as much this season, but for whatever reason, Steelen, you would have liked this. We were at the golf simulator bar on Saturday, the Philadelphia ducks game were on and you, you know, everyone in the family knows uh, your boy's a little bit of a degenerate watching the ducks (laughs) flyers game on a Saturday, but this ducks team has it going on right now. Yeah. And I'm not going to go down and pat my back again on Lucas Dostal. He's looking real good. My boy, Lucas (laughs) Dostal is going to be the number one very soon in Anaheim. And I'm going to profit from that one nicely. Ryan Strom and that top six is forming some nice chemistry. There's some nice balance. Mason McTavish was a third overall pick. Let's not forget Ryan Strom, as much as he is a 30-year-old, good shout-out to a good Mississauga boy and a Niagara Ice Dog product. You know I love me some Niagara product, Steel. Ryan Strom is getting it done at the age of 30 years old and two goals and eight assists. And what's going on in the top six in Anaheim? It's one of those situations that right now, week to week, Steel, you and I both had our eye on this player, and it's the kind of thing that you want to ride that energy, and clearly the Ducks have it. Three games this week, Penguins, Yotes, and the Golden Knights, of course. The Penguins are starting to look a little bit better. The Coyotes, hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> Your boy early, Steel, come on. The Coyotes are looking good, and then Vegas to close out the week. So it's not exactly the easiest of matchups for this Ducks team, but I got to be taking a look at Ryan Strom definitely on this week-to-week while the Ducks are feeling it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, again, very advantageous first two games besides uh, finishing off the week for the Vegas Golden Knights. I got two players, actually, uh, from this one team. I want to start off with Justin Barron, though. You know, I Hold had to on. do it. Can I just can I just interrupt? That yeah. hoodie you're wearing is straight fire. Is that a Space Jam hoodie? 
It is a Space Jam hoodie. My man, I might need to get that in the 3XLT <laughs> for the big boy. I just needed Walking to show you that love. Walking down the street, saw it on the window, and I was like, oh, had to dang. have it. That's fire. Vintage style right Okay, there. I just felt like you needed that little bit of love for that shirt. Thanks, and by man, the way, people, that. if you're not seeing Steel in full HD, <laughs> make sure you head over to YouTube and smash yeah. that subscribe button. We're here yes, Monday sir. through Friday. There's a quick plug. My bad, Steel. Turn it over for you. I just thought you needed your flowers on this fit. Nah, man, I appreciate that. I, you know, I, you. I, I'll accept the compliments whenever they're hey. thrown my way. But let's go. get back to the waiver wire targets. I got two players from the uh, from me. this one team. Uh, I had to do a double take on the NHL standings this morning. You know, Montreal Canadiens in third in the Atlantic, five two and one. I want to start off with Justin Barron right yes. now. He's been absolutely great the last five games uh, since he's gotten you know cracked into the lineup. He's only played fifty one games in the NHL so far throughout his career was a first round draft pick back in 2020 you know mm. again didn't get into the lineup until game four this season but so far through five oh, games yeah. he has three goals uh six shots 10 blocks seven mm -hmm. hits eight penalty minutes and a plus three so right now he's getting it yes, done steel. he's a very smart hockey player jumps into the rush quickly gets into an open area he's looked great he, he's looked great right now uh, still very young. He's turning 22 in a couple, you know, in a week and a half, November mm -hmm. 15th, or I guess two weeks, turning 22 on November 15th. But I love what he's learning right now with these uh, other guys on the Montreal blue line and playing a lot, uh, you know, with another big surprise in Mike Matheson. He's partnered on, on the top D pairing with Mike Matheson. And he's looked Matheson's looked really good. Justin Barron looks good. Hey. Um, and Montreal, Montreal's defensive group isn't looking too shabby either. So mm. I like mm. what I've seen from Justin Barron. If you don't mind, I just want to mention this player as well. If you have the same guy from Montreal again, oh, it's Jake Allen. Okay. Jake Allen. I have I another got, Canadian as well. I got to talk about Jake Allen. 20% roster right now on Yahoo. Uh, he has yet to lose a game. Again, uh, short sample size so far, but yet to lose sure. a game. He's 3-0-1. Sure. And these are his games right now. 37 saves, 31 saves, 36 saves, 42 saves in those four games. The, mm -hmm. Montreal gives up the second most shots per game right now, 36 and a half shots per game. And I know you and I have spoken about Sam Montembeau, we, you know, ready to take that yeah. next step for the Montreal Canadiens. I still believe that to be true, mm. but... Man, did Jake Allen press pause on that conversation real yes. quick to this hot start to the season. He's not ready to give up the crease. Mm. 2.63 goals against average, a 9.30 save percentage. And again, Montreal Canadiens also have three games this upcoming week. Golden Knights, Coyotes, and Blues. So, hey, man, you got to ride with the hot hand right now. And Jake Allen, who's getting it done right now in Montreal. Caden Primo also getting some looks there. So I am also having a look. It's... Honestly, Steele, I love when you and I are serendipitous <laughs> like this because right here at 1% on ESPN and 1% on Yahoo, as a young defenseman who is clearly comfortable putting up offensive numbers, yeah. and again, like you pointed out, 51 games in the NHL, five this season, 51 games in the NHL, 20 points by a young blue liner, maybe we should be paying more attention because he's actually proven that he can provide. And now all of a sudden, Steele, this Montreal team, Mike Matheson, offensively is looking like a wizard. Sometimes on the back end, defensively, he looks like he maybe need to take a few more laps around the ice <laughs> at practice. But offensively, he's looking like a wizard. Yeah. And this is what happens, though, when your team plays with confidence. Cole Caulfield is getting it done. 
Nick Suzuki breaks the monkey yep. off of his back and is starting to score a little bit here. Justin Barron as a six foot two, 200 pound Halifax, Nova Scotia boy was right there as my honorable mentions. And very quickly before I get to my last favorite, uh, you know what? We can come back to it after the break. My last favorite, but just quickly, I wanted to show love to Sean Monaghan looking yeah. very comfortable on that third line in Montreal. And I wanted to bring, Oh, well, I just pooched myself at the tab, but here we go. Third line <laughs> in Montreal, Tanner Pearson and Brandon Gallagher, both yeah. guys performing a little bit as well. But how about most importantly, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, Matheson, and Monaghan on that top power play along with Pearson. Have a look at, at Monaghan this week. He's looking good to me as well, Steele. And before I finish, they have the Knights, the Coyotes, and the Blues three times this week. Monaghan only owned at 17% in Yahoo and nine at ESPN. Go have a look at him this week if you're looking for a little bit of offensive boost. He doesn't really fill out the cats, but I'm liking Monaghan and how he's performing right now. I got one more player. Hit me after the break, and let's get to those bets, baby. Monaghan and Tanner Pearson have been nice surprises to the start of this season for the Montreal Canadiens. Tanner mm. Pearson has been one of those guys that, been on, that has been on my watch list the last week and a half, so I'm going to keep continue to keep my eye on him. I've got one player as well. You've got one last player for waiver wire targets, and then we'll get to big-time bets. But this episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, which Flip and I suggest and urge you to do so because it's the best app out there, there is no better time to get into the action right now. The app is safe and easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And of course, our fan favorite, the same game parlay, NHL, NBA, NFL. We are doing those same game parlays every single night. Because you know, like Flip says, we are degenerate gamblers over here. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find all of our episodes. And again, please hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support. Flip, before we get Mm. to big-time bets, one Mm. last waiver wire target for each of us. I'll throw it over to you. Which player are you looking at last? I think you're going to like this one, Steele. And this might be one of the kind of players that – I think coming out of his draft year in 2017 in Casey Middlestat at eighth overall, there was some very high expectations in terms of what he might be able to bring offensively. Mm-hmm. And I know 77 games, his first real season in the NHL, 25 points, not impressive. But this is a Buffalo team that has really been straight up and down garbo until the past couple of years, Steele. So I'm really buying into Casey Middlestat. Also, you and I always record early, but his performance on Sunday, the patience he's starting to show in the offensive zone with the puck is now starting to show me that he is hitting his stride at 25 years old. I believe now he's up to eight points on the season, two goals and six assists. Mm -hmm. That's before the end of this game on Sunday. But to me, Steele, looking at this Buffalo Sabres team as well, and I have the lines up here in a sec. Casey Middlestat is my favorite ad for this week. Mm 
He's now centering J.J. Paterka and Jeff Skinner, and this is a line that's producing. Paterka was a guy that you and I both had our eye on for the last year and a half. They yeah. have so much young offensive <laughs> talent. Then take this in, Steele. Who's been their most offensive, consistent piece since joining them? Probably Alex Tuck. He's playing on the third line with Dylan Cousins and Yost. So I'm loving Middlestat up the middle in with Paterka and Skinner. He has performed over the last number of games. And before I'm done, because I hope you like this one, Steel. 18% on Yahoo, 6% on ESPN, and two games against Philly this week. Go out there and get you some KC Middlestat and thank us later. Speaking of Philly, that's my last player on the waiver wire target. It will be Travis Sanheim, defenseman of the Philadelphia Flyers. And another team that has been very surprising to start this season so far, Philadelphia 4-3-1. and They've lost Coming down to earth a little bit. Yeah, coming down to earth. They lost their last game. But nonetheless, Travis Konechny and Travis Sanheim are getting it done for the Philadelphia Flyers. Carter Hart's look good as well. And... Philly has been waiting for this kid to get going for a long time. And I think he might be finally arriving this season. Let's not forget this kid was a first round 17th overall draft pick back in 2014. It's almost been 10 years since he's been drafted. And when he got drafted, you Mm. were very excited about this draft pick as well, because he had stellar Mm -hmm. back-to-back seasons Mm -hmm. in the WHL from 2014 to 16, 133 points in 119 games in the WHL in that time. But when he came into the NHL for the uh, the Flyers, he couldn't exactly transfer that over to the NHL level right away. He's a little bit of a late bloomer, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And I love what I've seen so far from him and the Philadelphia Flyers to start the season. Eight points in eight games. He's gone from averaging just uh, 20 and a half, just under 20 and a half minutes last year to 26 minutes of average ice time this season. You know I love that. So that's plenty of more ice time for Travis uh, Sanheim, who's 27 years old, to really get into the game and drive uh, from the defensive zone into the offensive zone. And I love what I'm seeing from him. Again, eight points, 21 shots, 14 blocks, five Mm -hmm. hits. He's on the first power play unit. He's on the first penalty kill unit. Yes. And Philly expects big plays and a big pre- presence from Sanheim. And so far, he's absolutely de- uh, delivering them and really getting this team uh, on the back end uh, uh, very structured. When I saw the graphic that you put together, by the way, shout out to you for the graphics. Shout out to the Locked On Network. If you're not seeing all of our new fire graphics, we're bringing them every single episode. You got to head over to YouTube and check that out. But still. I don't know if you noticed this, and I'm not saying that you're on every single waiver wire transaction. You and I are in three or four different leagues. Yeah. But in both our competitive league and the casual league, run the clock back two weeks and see who your boy picked up on the waiver wire. I don't <laughs> and I'm one game into the season, and I have him on both. That's a good pickup. On the same day, I scooped him. And what's interesting is they just got offered a trade today for Travis Sanheim. <laughs> bring it up maybe tomorrow's episode, but let's just say I declined it because everything of you just said. And as much as the Flyers have obviously overachieved, they're a better team. Yeah. Burrier and Atkinson, I don't think either you or I could have predicted how important no. and how good these two very banged up veterans, especially Couturier, would come back and be quality. They're looking solid. It's balanced out their young pieces nicely. Steel, 
episode's getting long in the tooth. Shall I ream off my three bets or would you like to? You go ahead. You start us off. Giddy up because right <laughs> now, Steel, Monday night isn't usually this loaded. Nine games on the NHL betting board. And I'm taking a look at a few of these angles here. And the first one I'm taking a look at is this Carolina-Philadelphia Flyers game. Nice segue. Wow, we're getting good, Steel. <laughs> In their last 10 games against Philadelphia, 8-2-0. I know that we just talked up Philly and some of their pizza over the last four games. They've been a little bit shabby back to their old ways. And I know one goal loss, one goal loss against Dallas and Vegas. Then they beat the pants off of your uh, Minnesota wild. I'm sure yes, you're they did. not feeling that one, but then the ducks lay a seven piece on them. I think they're going to start to come back down to earth is the first point I'm making. And the fact that Carolina is eight and two in their last 10 against them, including seven and oh, overall seven straight wins against Philly. Give me the Carolina hurricanes on the money line minus minus one ninety, And then very quickly steal second bet. Tampa Bay lightning are at home against the Seattle Kraken. I know the Kraken have started to right the ship. That's not a boat or an ocean or a Kraken joke, but Tampa in their four games against this franchise four and O and I'm looking at the Tampa Bay lightning on the money line. Very simply Jonas Johansson is looking really good steal. Oh my goodness. Don't ever. What did I say? This, this start of the season, not enough. And you backed me up. So I'm not saying you were wrong. Not enough respect on this Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. team. People were starting to write off Victor Hedman. My man's beast moding. He's an early favorite for the Norris. Anyway, Tampa, money line at home. They're also amazing at home. It's a fortress. Minus 155 on the money line. And for some reason, Steele, looking how good the Anaheim Mighty Ducks have, ducks have been over <laughs> their last couple of games. You like how I checked me there. The puck line right now is playing one minus 125 for the Ducks on the puck line, plus one and a half. The Pittsburgh Penguins haven't been dusting aside many teams. Four, five, and one, the Anaheim Ducks against the Pittsburgh Penguins over the last 10. Loving this one as my lock of the night. Anaheim rolling right now. Goaltenders yeah. feeling it. Vetrano feeling it. Give me the Ducks on the puck line, minus 125 as my lock of the night against the Pens. I absolutely love when we have all three of our picks. No, different. no, 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 oh. no, no. It's a different. I love when we have okay. different picks, all three of them, because this gives me a good variety Wait. of what we're looking at. For side bets? No, 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 no side okay, bets. Okay, no okay. side bets. I'm just excited that we okay. have all three different picks here because I like all three of yours. So I'm definitely going to be putting them into a parlay or single bet just itself. But I like these three picks as well. I'm going to start off with the Rangers Jets game under five and a half at plus 100. I might even bump it up to under under six and a half, but the last five games have gone under the number at five and a half. So Rangers at Jets are getting great odds right there. You've got two of the best goaltenders in Igor Shesterkin and Connor Hellebuck. And again, sometimes these offensive groups kind of go streaky and you don't know what you're going to get out of them. So bet on the defensive side of things. Rangers Jets under five and a half plus 100. Mm. I'm also going to go to that Golden Knights Canadians game. Take the over six and a half. If they're giving me plus 100 at over six and a half, I'm taking it every single time. The last nine games have gone over the number between these two clubs. So Golden Knights Canadians, that's the second pick of the night. And Flip, I don't know about you, but okay. I've been very underwhelmed with Connor Bedard's presence right now for the Chicago Blackhawks. I thought he would come in. I thought he would absolutely, maybe not absolutely dominate, but at least put on 
uh, a couple of good shows out there. I know there's been some frustrations offensively, mm. uh, not getting the puck in the back of the net as much as he would like. But okay. that's where I'm going to with my lock of the night. Lock of the night, Connor Bedard over one and a half points in this matchup against the mm. Arizona Coyotes. He hasn't had a multi-point game yet in the NHL. We're already nine games in for the Blackhawks or eight games in for the Blackhawks. And I just want to see Connor Bedard go out there and fire the puck. And he's either going to be burying a couple of goals or he's going to be assisting his teammates out mm. there against the Coyotes. So Rangers, uh, Jets under five and a half plus 100 is my first pick. Golden Knights, Canadians over six and a half plus 100 is my second pick. Mm. And the odds aren't out right now, but the lock of the night is Bedard over one and a half points. It's interesting that he goes four shots on net against the Leafs, no shots on net against the Avs. Two shots on next against the Knights. No shots on net against the Bruins. To me, this is just a young kid finding his game. And I think you and I had mentioned a bad team in Chicago and yeah. a weak overall squad is going to impact the ability. The you know the play, him playing in Regina. That team was a wagon. He had he <laughs> ran that league, and I understand five points in eight games is. I think pretty much right on par with what we would have expected in terms of offensive production. But I love your take on you haven't seen him take over the game yet. Yeah. Obviously, we're not saying that it's been disappointing or that we're ready to write him off in any sense. No. But I love this take that, and you're bringing up a really interesting point. And maybe that's something that we can bank on. And I like that you're doing it. You know, it's going to happen sooner than later. Yeah. So I like that you're banking on it here. I love this angle steal. Good take. And I, hey, another fire episode. Like, let's go. Absolute fire episode to start off the new week. New hey. month as well. We're a couple days away from November. Oh. How crazy is it that we're almost in 2024 already? It's abs This year has absolutely flied by yeah. just like the rest of them, it seems like. But yep. thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find all of our episodes. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day out there. Good luck with all your bets tonight. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.